Welcome to Captivated Audience. I'm Sam Sheen, and I'm joined as always by my friend and colleague, Marilyn Berg. I am delighted to welcome to our podcast, Captivated Audience. Welcome, Ulrika Valassi. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. So, Ulrika, would you mind telling us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you work, and in what jurisdiction you are based? Definitely. I am, after 30 years working for the banking industry, I am now head of credit with uh, DBT. Uh, DBT was founded in 2016. Uh, we wanted to be the warrior for SME in Sweden. We wanted to enable growth by offering forward-looking and long-term financing with uh, transparent conditions to Swedish, uh, Sweden's growing companies. Our, our sweet spot is the Swedish SMEs, uh, the same group who has the uh, most severe problems uh, considering today's environment, I would say. We, we wanted to be something new, building on the most traditional of banking, actually. And you're, uh, you're based in Sweden, and, and, and DBT is a, is a company that offers its services to the Swedish market, as you said. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're only focusing on Sweden at the moment. While on the topic of Sweden, our Prime Minister Stefan Löfven held a speech to the nation. Some say it was quite harsh. I would say it was quite to the point. What kind of restrictions are we now currently facing in Sweden, Riga? Would you mind telling us a bit? I agree with you, first of all, Maria. I don't think it was a harsh speech. I think it was called upon. I think we need to unite the Swedish people. I, I think there's, there, we, we're, we're somewhat divided. Some groups still maintain the, more or less the regular life as previously, and, and some pay really, really good attention to all the restrictions. From a, from a family perspective, I have two out of three children uh, that are called back home to do studying on a, on a distance studying. Uh, whereas my 14-year-old is still in school, uh, he, he finds it ho horrible. My husband, being uh, he's, a, he's a working for the police, he is still at work. Whereas I have been home for almost two weeks now, working um, uh, in in a digital manner. So, so of course that that calls upon a, a huge difference in 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 our daily life when it comes to the companies. I think the, the the main struggle, particularly with the SMEs, but I think that goes for all, regardless of how large you are. I think the fear for a liquidity squeeze is 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 upon us, all of us, all companies as well as families. I, I would say. Ulrika, could you tell us a little bit about how DBT has adapted to this new situation and how you keep the business going, but from home? I mean, first of all, I think from our perspective, with with the way we we set up uh, DBT, uh, using the best technology that that we could or that we could afford, <laughs> I, I would say I, I I think it's a privilege to be able to be able to work this remotely. Um, not everyone has this opportunity. We within DBT, we have access to good tools and good routines to continue the operations. Uh, in, in essence, we employees could be scattered all over the world, in essence, and, and still be able to work in the way we, we do. Tell me, what does that actually mean in practice? How do you do it? We have morning meetings that we check in with Hangouts. Uh, some of us 
do look exactly as as gorgeous as ever, and some of us are just getting out of bed. It's different, but we all meet up in the morning meetings before we start working, and then we have one touch base in the afternoon. We have um, uh, retros on Friday afternoon when uh, most of us have a beer or a glass of wine in front of us just to be able to celebrate that the week has has passed and summarizing the week and also that gives us a time for reflection, which I think is excellent. It sounds like you are very people-focused in your organization, and you have also spotted a need in the industry so far as small to medium-sized enterprises are concerned. But right now, many of them are concerned about their financing, but equally, there must be a concern on your end of illicit actors posing as these types of companies and taking financing opportunities for granted or trying to get through your doors thinking that businesses like yours will be so desperate they'll readily be accepted without the proper checks. So what are you doing to to be mindful of that? That's a good question. Above all, we stick to our knitting, definitely. We, I mean, you could have a horrible team with an excellent idea, or you can have an excellent team with a horrible idea. I, I, you, I would put my money with the excellent team. So, I mean, we we evaluate and, be, and use, I mean, they analyze in the same manner, and we do not deviate too much. But having said that, for the existing customers, we 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 keep close contact with them. We really, really want to fulfill what we said previously that we wanted to be the speaking partner, that we wanted to be with be there for the SME. So, in essence, we we focus on our existing customers, and we do not deviate from the for the base criteria that we have. And and I think that's our contribution, not panicking, but uh, keeping a steady state because it will change. So in terms of your strategy to mitigate financial crime risks, it sounds like your business isn't running out into the market trying to advertise during this period to bring in large volumes of new customers. No, no, we're not. First of all, it is a liquidity crunch and we are not eligible for the state money that have been promised from, from the Swedish government. They are funneled through the the banks. So, First of all, we need to uh, pay attention on the funds that we do have, and we will not deviate from that. There will always be opportunities for everything. I mean, whenever one door closes, another one opens. But but with regard to our ground criteria, we stick to that. We stick to anything, in essence. Ulrika, I had the chance to go to the epicenter where your offices are located for the Stockholm FinTech Week in February. It's a really thriving place. It has a wonderful cafeteria, a great communal meeting place, a really great buzz. So I'm sure you've met a number of the other small financial businesses operating within that center. How do you think they're modifying their practices and coping during the period? What have you heard? Uh, if you go down to daily work life, every, every, anyone and everyone who can work from home is working from home. Uh, when it comes to the company themselves, everyone is really, really thorough looking through their cost base. 
and uh, trying to consolidate and and make certain that they have liquidity to survive whatever period will be how long or how short it might be but i think it's an overall very precise awareness of what are your your options you cooperate with someone what can we do uh, do we have any skills that could be uh, really really good for someone else we within um, dbt have offered our knowledge and experience to uh, the state owned uh, almi because of the fact that we can contribute i think i think and 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 that's a it's a it's a kindness and it's also an 100% awareness of what you're good at in in within your company we within dbt we know how to analyze smes and we do it really really good and 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 that's our business model and we can supply our business model to to other companies can you tell me a bit more then about that initiative you just described because i'm also familiar for example with a company down in the united states who was offered to do batch screening for free for any companies that are struggling due to the coronavirus to have enough staff to to do that screening so tell me a bit more about the initiative you just described what we did last week was to focus on our own uh, companies or customers we uh, we interpreted the um, the initiatives from the Swedish government we made a cash flow analysis uh, or a template to a cash flow analysis for our customers or actually anyone that could download it from our from our web so that was what we felt we could do for our own customers but if you broaden your perspective you can see that you can do so much more good so our CEO Alexis Kopilov contacted Almi a state state owned uh, creditor to uh, offer uh, i mean our knowledge and our experience what what i mean what dbt is really good at and that is analyzing smes and i think that will uh, i think that will broaden throughout the financial industry i think that's a great initiative to use the skill set that you have and in order just to to share that knowledge and to actually contribute back to society and ultimately reverting it back to the clients one final question from me. What advice would you give to other non-executive directors during this period? Part of their responsibility is to remain aware of what's going on, and they don't all have the luxury of perhaps being as technologically attuned to things. So what are a few gems of advice you might be able to offer them in this current period? The most important is communication these days definitely uh, communicate but also pay attention to listen you have to use your imagination you have to try new ways then again in order to be a good leader there's absolutely no way that you can dig into all the to, to all the details you need to be a leader going forward not backwards so um, I think communicate and strive forward I think that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Ulrika. One of the topics I would like to um, to ask you a question in regards to, I do know that Italy has a very special um, place in your heart and in your family, and especially in Northern Italy. Mm. And it amazed me because the other day I read in the paper that during this crisis, Venice has reported seeing fish in the canals for the first time in 
decades, probably due to the dramatic reduction in pollution and, uh, and of course, tourism. Can you think of one positive idea or initiative that you would encourage either other financial institutions, um, your clients or, or us as professionals, to embrace? I think the value and the importance of a wholesome family life, I think that will be more profound. Uh, but that doesn't go for just banking industry. That will go throughout the whole the whole country, of course. I think it's wonderful with Venice. I think it's wonderful with, I mean, you see many, many examples of this. I think you have the harsh banking industry on one end, and then you have the, the young people, the Greta Thunbergs on the other end. What I hope for is that both ends see the positive effects of each side in order to, to, to come a bit closer, that we can find more win-win situations as an aftermath of this. Um, of course, Venice will change. The, Venice is completely dependent on the tourists, and that's for a fact. Maybe we can do it in a more eco-friendly way. And, and I think above all, I think that this crisis has made us realize that we are, we are part of an ecosystem throughout the whole world, all companies, and we affect ourselves and we affect our nature. And... Um, in order to um, create something sustainable, I think we need to think twice. And, and hopefully, hopefully, something good will come out of this. Ulrika, while we've been recording this podcast, your husband's knocked on the door, the dog has introduced itself, and I'm sure, as you've described, it's been fun having the kids at home. So how are you all keeping sane? <laughs> we weren't sane from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as always, I think it. you need to keep a distance to yourself. You need to keep a, a distance to your own importance. And um, you got to use your humor. You got to see the, the, the fun in something. And uh, if you can't go outdoors, at least open a window so you get some fresh air. <laughs> it's, uh, it's insane. Well, on that note, uh, allow me on behalf of Marie and myself to thank you ever so much for taking the time out and putting such a positive perspective on the opportunities to realize during what is otherwise an incredibly difficult time. And with that, we've arrived at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to join us, well, send us an email on LinkedIn or send us a note on our website, captivatedaudience.eu. It's been a pleasure to have you listening into this podcast, and please stay safe.